Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Hello, hello. And today we are continuing our uh, preview of the A&M roster for this fall. Uh, we did quarterbacks uh, the other day. We're doing wide receivers today. I'm uh, going to stick with that passing attack uh, and get into, um, I, 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 think, I think it's one of the more interesting positions on the team uh, in terms of the potential and newcomers and, you know, what I, I think what it could be by the end of the year. I think, I think it's probably more than probably the most pivotal position. Um, it's the one that most people, if you asked them about what they're most nervous about, um, they would probably say receivers most excited to see. Most people are going to say receivers. Um, and the biggest change from last year, what, what, where do we want to see change? Receivers, I think, are going to be be that position. So, um, right. yeah, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of question marks. Um, I, I think of all of the positions, this one's going to be uh, the most up in the air going into the season. But there's a quiet confidence around the program in terms of um, how the receivers are going to, going to really look this year. I think I think we're going to see a much different receiver room and how we utilize them and all of that um and it's something i'm i've been looking forward to talking about for sure absolutely and uh it's like we talked about you know in the quarterback episode the the passing attack and that you know passing uh explosiveness those big plays that's really the last piece of this of this football team if you can if you can figure that out and hit those big plays and 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 stress defenses even more Mm -hmm. um this is a playoff caliber football team. I think that's what we're all, you know, uh, ex- excited to see because we think it'll be there, you know, almost certainly next year, but can it be there this year? Can the quarterback, you know, a, a new starter who's going to be inexperienced with, with this team and in, in these, in these players mm-hmm. um, and a couple of young receivers too. So if, if that comes together this year, you know, it could be a very, very uh, dangerous offense. Yeah. And I, I think both of what you just said is, for or both positions that you just mentioned, the quarterback and the receiver, that's what leads to making the question marks because we need we're unproven at quarterback from the consensus of we have a guy that was injured last year, a transfer, and a freshman. You know, we talked about that on Saturday, a lot of um, uncertainty there, but same deal excitement. You have the same thing at receiver. Uh, but because you have it at two positions that depend on the other, well, then that makes it to where you have twice as much room for error. And and so that's that would be the fear circling the receiver position, I would say. Yeah. Um, but we, and we'll get into this more, um, you know, in the next two episodes. Um, but one of the things that people kind of glaze over or don't really maybe consider is um, our strength at tight end and wide receiver are going to open up both of those positions to be able to work off of each other. So let's say we did struggle early on um, at at receiver. I have faith that our running backs are going to carry that load to get us to where our receivers and quarterbacks are clicking a little bit better. And um, that's, I think, what has me more excited about the receiver position this year. Um, But – but it has been a position that ever since Jimbo has been here, I've said every year going into the season, I'm excited about it. I have high expectations for them. So far to this to this point, they have not met my expectations. Yeah. And um, this could very well – would not surprise me if it is another year of that because we're unproven at that position. 
Also would not surprise me if this is our breakout year to where we finally get really good receiver play. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I guess before we get too far into it, uh, a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, as far as recording schedule, uh, you know, we've been doing every episode uh, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter uh, here, the, here the past week or so. Um, so that's going to be the case going forward. Like we'll, we'll do everything uh, live, and it's going to be on Wednesday – sorry, on Monday and Wednesday evenings. Um, eventually, there's going to be a coherent time, uh, but it's going to be <laughs> – uh, it's going to be in flux for the first couple of weeks till we get some some uh, some things figured out. Till we get scheduling ironed out, but I, yeah, yeah, we're shooting for seven for what it's worth. But like right away, episode two, which or the next episode, which would be on Wednesday. Um, guess who's unavailable at seven? So <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get it worked out. <laughs> so if you're listening to this via podcast, or maybe you're watching the replay on on Facebook or, or YouTube, um, and you want to catch the next one. Uh, just keep it locked into our into our pages on uh, Mondays and Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. So and when seven we, o'clock Central Time, of course. When we nail down a time for these early ones, as we're trying to iron out the schedule, we'll try and, and make sure and post like, "Hey, recording tonight at such and such," so <laughs> that some of you that want to listen can can make sure and listen. But right. um, yeah, d- doing it live has been a lot more fun. Yeah, do it live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Now that's out of the way. Um, oh, and uh, I guess to uh, for some episode housekeeping notes. Um, I think I think next we're doing running backs. Um, yeah, either running backs or tight ends. We yeah. haven't really discussed it. But. Yeah, we might even fit those into the same one. We're not really sure yet. But um, with 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 receivers, like there's so many guys that could play a part. Um, it definitely uh, deserves its own. Its own solo episode, uh, so let's. Yeah, I think it, I think it's also the most anticipated one. Yeah, for us to talk about other than quarterback. So right, um, right. hence why it's going second. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah. So just taking a look at the room, what's changed from from last year? Um, Demond Demas and Caleb Chapman uh, are no longer with the Anna program uh, due to you know their own reasons. Um, and you bring in, uh, two five stars and, uh, a very talented, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to think if Thomas was a, uh, a three star or four star. He, he, uh, he was a four star. Was he a four star? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got two five stars and Evan Stewart and Chris Marshall. Um, and then Noah Thomas, who's, who's just super, uh, athletic and talented. Um, and you still have, you know, you still have a nice Smith. I know he he's had some uh, things going on lately. Uh, we're not going to speculate too much, but we both believe that you're going to see him on the field this fall. So <laughs> um, let's just, for the sake of this podcast, we're going to assume that he plays all 12 games and he's going to be there in game one. So yeah. um, I guess you want to, so he's, he's, he's the guaranteed starter, right? And I think, I think you can almost go ahead and say that Evan Stewart is another guaranteed starter, but I guess let's start with Anias because he's, you know, fourth year senior. He's done a lot for this team. Um, he's one of my favorite players that we've had in recent memory. So um, I'd love to, to talk about his game. Sorry, I got distracted. The uh, ice cream truck just drove by my house. I didn't even know the ice cream truck still existed, but uh, <laughs> I may have to go out there and get, get like a Bugs Bunny shape. Ice cream. Um, you know, it's funny. It's um. Sorry to to go off on that tangent with you, but uh, <laughs> I follow uh, uh Buddy Elliot. I follow Bud Elliot on Twitter. He's one of my favorite uh, uh college football analysts, and he tweeted about you know his go to ice cream truck order earlier this afternoon. I guess it was in his neighborhood as well. So, um, he said uh he used to go for the uh, Chaco Taco, which I guess they don't have anymore because he was asking for recommendations. Oh man, um, you can't beat a Flintstone pop up though. Yeah. Yeah, Flintstone what's what's the one where it's just it. like just a straight up ice cream cone that's dipped in chocolate, and it's like hard, it's like hardened chocolate on the outside. What was that called? Mm, I don't remember. Was it the one that had the little like flakes of like almonds or something on it? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I don't remember. I don't remember the name of that one because I never really ordered that. I I just would always get a Flintstone. I I was a Sherbert. Like I really ride or died for Sherbert back as a kid. Yeah. So like didn't really go for ice cream, went for Sherbert. 
I just remember the Spider-Man and um, Bugs Bunny popsicles that had like like bubble gum as the eyes or whatever. Yeah, those were those were. Like, I remember thinking they were so cool and good, but they were probably disgusting and yeah. like like not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that is gonna bug me though. If I, <laughs> You know what's funny is like you see a lot of things these days that are uh, that are rocket pop flavored. Oh yeah, you do. Like energy um, drinks and, and pre workout and stuff like that. Yeah, um, we've got Gary Wilson calling it. It's, he says it's it's just called a dipped cone. Yeah, he's probably no. It's a drumstick, Uncle Gary. Drumstick. It's it's a drumstick. Drumstick. That's then, right. I knew Man. I. I was like, I, all I searched was Nestle ice cream cone, and the first thing that came up, I knew it was Nestle. But uh, yeah. Oh, Emily. And, and, Emily and came the, in right at the Emily. end. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> beat you to the punch. Um, see, this is why we we need to have um, a mediator be in here to to help us with our uh, googling in the middle of a, a random tangent on the podcast. Uh, yeah. More more on that later. Um, so. <laughs> so uh we're um so let's talk Anias. I'm sorry. Anias Smith completely uh, Sub Zero. Yeah. So so Sub Zero. Um I have high expectations of him that going into the year uh because he really is gonna be the leader here um uh, of this group. Uh and really I think he's gonna be the segue, if you will, from the old guard to the new. And um he's still He's he was he was Jimbo's main guy during during the recruitment, um, and I say that as he committed to us, and then everybody was like, "Wait, who's who's this guy? Like, is is he is he really committing to us? We only have like one more spot left. Uh, he's a three star." Yeah. And Jimbo was like, "No, he's he's I I want this guy." And and then I think of his class, he might have been the very first one to actually see the field. Um, and he was, you know, a three star, if you will. Um, I just did quotes with threes instead of twos. Um, but I mean, his, his, uh, production on the field speaks for itself. Um, but I think that leadership, uh, and experience at that position is what we need the most, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, like, um, of like I feel like he he gets the 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 like the no it's 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 not really a criticism but like I think some people don't think he's really much of a deep threat but mm-hmm. you know, against Alabama like to to tie the football game after we'd gone down in the fourth quarter you know he catches like a 40 yard pass you know for a touchdown um so he definitely has the ability um but well that that's a good point because if you have guys around him that are that are covered, right? He becomes a deep threat for sure. Yeah, and, and that's what Jimbo always talks about: how he he can play every position on the field, because um, he really can. But whenever he's our main threat that we have, they're not going to get let him get behind him. You know, it's it's harder for him to make that that deep throw. But yeah, to send him out on a wheel route or something like that, good lord. You yeah, know, if if they're focused on. A chain and and say Moose Muhammad or Evan Stewart become the threat that we're expecting, then yeah, he's going to have those opportunities, and he's a guy that can get it done. If if the team asks him, "Hey, we need you to be the deep threat this yeah. game," he'll be able to do it. Well, in his you know, you know, he, he's played some running back, he's played some receiver. Um, he's just a just overall, he's just a great offensive weapon. But mm-hmm. his his lateral quickness just allows him to like run such crisp routes and and there's some times where he runs a, a route like to perfection and he's, he's just wide open you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. especially those, those little like five yard those little those little out routes and, and digs and things like that um he's he's a master at that so yeah uh, i think i think whoever starts at quarterback is going to have you know at least one very reliable target who's uh experienced who's been around the block um is going to be able to to bail the quarterback out you know if he gets into a uh, a, a bad situation, but um, it, yeah, it also he's, he's kind of like Jamon Osmond in that sense of yeah. you know Jamon uh, was was the guy that 
if we need to bail the quarterback out, he's probably going to catch it. He's probably going to be open. He's probably going to, you know, get us a five yard gain and then we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I would say in terms of the threat, he's a, he's a little bit more, he, he brings more to the table than that. He's not just a patch pass catcher and that's it. He's, right. he's going to make something happen from time to time. Um, but when you need him to be a pass catcher, he will be. Yeah. Except for, I think there's one time that I can think of, maybe it was Alabama the year before last, that we needed that first down and hit yeah. him right in the hands and dropped it. But, but yeah. you know what? Hey, you live and you learn that happens. That's yeah. I'm not blaming him for that game, but I, I can only think of that time that he, he wasn't like the most reliable guy on the field, you know? Right. And he's, and he's so smart. Like, you know, I, I think we do see him at, at running back more than we did last year. You know, um, I, do too. I, I was, I was watching, uh, the the Kent State game a while back, you know, the one full game that, that King played. Um and he gives you so much flexibility, like being able to, you know, line up in the slot and then, you know, you get a first down, you change formation, and then he's in the backfield. And you have you have King, A Chain, and Anias all in the backfield. You know, mm-hmm. you can run an option, you can run, you know, you can keep in Anias as a blocker because he's a hell of a blocker, uh, and send, you know, A Chain out on a wheel route. There, there's so much you can do without having to sub and he's just so so valuable in that respect and you know just uh just hand the ball to him sometimes you know he's yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a pretty dang good running back too no it, that backfield that you just named if it's king and then we we do a chain and anias as split backs or something and run the option like a speed option out of that or a triple option or whatever like that that was me playing ncaa football 2003 <laughs> on on the playstation 2 like right I, I would i would create three players and it would be the quarterback and i'd turn all their stats to 99 and then just <laughs> outrun everybody with the option that was the only game or only play i would ever use yeah. and i would just pummel shane into the ground and <laughs> shane would get so mad he'd go hide the disc somewhere to where when it was time for us to play video games suddenly like I was just missing i don't know where it is well we must, <laughs> gotta play final fantasy or something you know and um, so that that's that really is a a huge threat. And what's interesting is, you know, I I started out by saying the wide receiver position is probably the biggest question mark, um, but and it it still is. But we really have more depth there in a way than we do at running back, being that we're we're coming off of a season that we don't have Isaiah Spiller anymore. Um, so we're going to need Anias to fill that position there from time to time anyways. And I think we have enough guys on the roster to fill his position at wide receiver whenever we do need to do that. And tight end, you know, tight end, having the talent that we have there alleviates that. So I do think that you see him as a running back quite a bit this year yeah. for that reason, you know. Yeah. No, um, it's it was big to get him back for this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if 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 he had left, you know, you're looking at a, an entirely brand new room of of receivers, and you know, there's there, there's guys that can step up. But um, man, it, it's it's great to have him back for another year. But for sure. um, let's go, let's go to a guy that I think is uh, almost a lock to be a starter, and things could change. You know, uh, like other guys could could make could make could make a move and and. Uh, and, and unseat him, but um, f- from from everything we've heard, and, and by all accounts, uh, uh, the, the freshman Evan Stewart is is the real deal. Like mm-hmm. um, he's a five star for a reason, and you know, top ten player in the country. Um, you know, first or second wideout uh, in the country, depending on what service you look at. Um, but he's he, he's he's the whole package. You know, I think he's probably six foot one. He's probably six foot one eighty. You know, he's not the biggest guy, um, but just just elite elite speed elite quickness um very very precise in his routes um you know, I think we talked about uh we, we played a clip from Jimbo after the spring game you know he, he has that that desire to be great and be great right now you know like mm-hmm. he's not uh a project that you know th- th- there's a big joke in the am community if uh you know you sign a a badass receiver and you know by his redshirt junior year, he should be able to get on the field because then, because then he'll know the offense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue with with Evan Stewart. Well, I don't either because he was the the 
spring ball MVP. Yeah. And and I've heard a couple different times that Jimbo has never named a freshman as an MVP until uh, Evan Stewart. And so um, from whatever or from what I have heard and what I read about his impact that he's had so far um, in his time, there is is uh, very reminiscent to me of Speedy Noel whenever Speedy first came on. Um, and, and what I mean by that, I don't know that Speedy had, had his ups and downs. I mean, every player would. But when he was in practice uh, that first spring that he was there, first summer, whenever it was, I don't know if he started early or not. But uh, I remember just being absolutely wowed by him. And yeah. and that was that was coming off. We had Mike Evans and all these great receivers, but I remember watching him like, He's the best receiver I've ever seen. And yeah. truly thought like, wow, he could be the best player in college football one day. And and that's that spring or the, let's call it spring. I don't remember if it's spring or fall camp or what, but um, you know, all the players would always have cut towels and he would always be out there with a 12th man towel. And he <laughs> he just wanted his 12th man towel. And yeah. I, I was like, that's so cool that our best player, he just wants to rep the 12th man. Like, that's awesome. And um and that's what I'm hearing with Evan is is like he's just one of those guys that like commands a presence on the field when he's out there, um, and that's really what we need at yeah. receiver. Um, that's what we expected from from um, Demon Demas, but for whatever reason, that just didn't ever pan out. And yeah. um, and I think that's everybody's fear. There's that fear of recent memory of like, oh, is it going to happen again? Yeah. Um, but from all accounts, from what I could tell, I don't think it's going to happen with this one. Like I yeah. think, I think we've got our ace in the hole there that we've been really needing. Yeah. Well, and, and Demond, like I think, I think we as a fan base probably uh, put too much—not pressure, but like—I think we had too high of expectations of him right away. Um, yeah. Because like he, he, like like him and Evan are, like aren't in the same like like the, the, the same level of, of like understanding the receiver spot and yeah. Demas could have gotten there, you know, like that's, that's a whole different situation, but I think Evan's there already. Like he's already right. going to like, he, he, I can guarantee you he, he knows the full route tree, you know, like he knows uh, like it's a tough offense to learn, but I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. Like he's yeah, uh, like he, 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 if you just tell him like, Hey, like, uh, uh, Sorry, I feel like I'm just repeating myself now. He he's a great route runner. He just well, he just <laughs> he just comes from a school where you had to know it because the yeah. talent that you're going against, like if you don't know it, you're you're not going to be successful. Whereas Demas spent a lot of time in in high school going against teams that you could put him as kicker and he's going to score a touchdown. You know, and, yeah. and so like he he yeah. could he could play any position and and you know run circles around guys. And and so he didn't necessarily have to know the, the mechanics, but where Evan Stewart's coming from, if you don't, you're not you're not going to be successful. And yeah. so um, that that's a big difference, I think, when it comes to early play. Yeah. And um, and again, this is likened to what we talked about on at the quarterback position. As fans, we kind of expect like, okay, we're we're going to have to rely on the guys that have been here and we don't have a whole lot of returning production here or there otherwise. And, um, but this is absolutely a position that you can start early, even though Jimbo, I, I will tell you the same thing that every Aggie feels <laughs> that, yeah, well, just what you said, you're not going to start till your junior year. I think that was just our hand was forced on the guys that we had and, and we had to really teach those fundamentals I'm yeah. not putting them down by any means, but but the when it comes to Evan Stewart, I think he's the player that's ready to start day one, and we we just hadn't had one of those yet. Yeah, and I think of all the of all the players that we're going to talk about in this in this series that, that are on this roster, I think he may be the most like pivotal. Mm-hmm. Um, like like the position as a whole, we said is the most pivotal, but like. He's the one guy. If he's if he's ready day one to to play at a at a high level, um, it's going to do wonders for this offense because AM has not had a guy like him um, 
since Jimbo's been here and maybe like ever, you know, in a long time, like yeah. in, in terms of like who to compare him to from an AM standpoint, you know, it, it's, there's really not one like uh, he's, yeah, he's different. He's, he's a different player than, than Kirk is, you know, like, like Kirk was pretty stocky, um, had good speed, you know, and, and good hands and, and things like that. But, um, you know, Evan is uh, a Devonte Smith, uh, and a, and a Jamison Williams type, you know, like right. that, that, that lean lanky, um, speed demon that can, that can get deep or, you know, you can throw him a, a screen pass and he can take it the whole way, you know, like it's, 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 it's both. So, um, and, and both help you, you know, <laughs> like if it's an explosive play, you know, if it's a 40 yard pass in the air, if it's a five yard pass, he takes 40 yards. Um, it, it, it works out the same. So, um, I think he brings, you know, both of those to his game and, and it's something that we've, we've missed for a long time. I, I agree. Um, and it's just one more thing, one more threat. If you have a threat at quarterback, you know, let's say Haynes King, you have a threat with Haynes King, but then you have a threat at running back with Devon a chain. And then you have the threat of Anaya Smith. If you get two more threats on the field, like maybe, Jake Johnson at, at tight end or or two Yul Keith and Evan Stewart. You know, if you have two more out there, I mean, good luck defending that. It, yeah. it, it will be very difficult because who who do you focus on? You can't focus on one guy, so you got to cover them all, and you're not going to be able to cover every single one, every single play. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so I'll ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. I think we both think Anias and Evan are are day one starters. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is if the same Houston games tomorrow, who, who's trotting out there is that is that third receiver? Um, at least to start the game, I would say Moose Muhammad. Moose. Mm-hmm. Now that's different from the question we have scrolling across the bottom. If anybody wants to answer that in the comment mm-hmm. section, um, we're my top three would probably be Anias, Evan Stewart, and Yule Keith going into the end of the season. But I think Moose really came on, came into his own at the end of the season last year. Yeah. And that's we're looking for Mr. Reliable. And I think he's going to prove to be that by the end of this season. Um, yeah. So so I think he's going to be the one that you see out there. Yeah. Uh, for sure. What about you? I think it's going to be Chase Lane. Um yeah, I almost said Chase actually. Yeah, and I'm 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 between Chase and and Jalen Preston. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought I thought Preston ended the year on a good note um, against against LSU. He did some nice things, um, and he's you know like I've always thought that that Preston should probably have played running back because um, he he's 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 really good after the catch. Like he can make people miss and break tackles. But um, as far as like the nuances of being a great wide receiver. You know he's he's still he's still trying to get there, but mm-hmm. um, you know I think uh, I think Chase Lane has some kind of weird stigma attached to his name that you know I'm not I'm not a real, a real big fan of. Um, he's he's not a bad player. I think we forget you know 2020. Um, he made some big like clutch third down catches like oh yeah uh, against Florida. It's like third and eight, and he he catches a, a pass to to convert that and get us closer. Um, if he doesn't make that play, we're kicking like a fifty-something yard field goal to to try to uh, like I think it was to win the game. Yeah, at that point, mm-hmm. um, and 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 you know, like, there's other plays in there, you know, yeah. um, and he's like he may not have like you know four three speed, but he, he's he's a pretty fast player, um, and I think you know like he was a starter last year until he got hurt. Yeah, I feel like he got hurt pretty early, um, yeah. and we really didn't get to see him you know much last year, so. Um, I think well, he's a guy that Jimbo likes, and uh, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him go out there as your day one starter. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Chase Lane. I think he's he's great. He's got a great name. Like he, he just <laughs> you know he, he's just big fan of him overall. Um, good good dude too from from everything I've seen. Um, and and so I I would, but I would be comfortable with Chase or Jalen filling that role. Yeah. Um, because because that role in particular, you got to think about like uh, like both of those guys. They're they're great players, um, and and so they can. If you have these other threats, like what I'm talking about, they might be the one that gets overlooked, yeah. and they're ones that if you overlook them, 
they're going to make it hurt. And uh, it's reminiscent to me of, of, um, of Josh uh, Reynolds, his like first year playing mm-hmm. uh, or first year, really like seeing a lot of action um, in that he wasn't really our threat. Now he later became our threat, you know, the next year and in years after that. And these guys were talking about our juniors and seniors. So whether they ever come into that at A&M may not be, but um, he, he in his first year, there was a lot of times where he's wide open because they're covering other guys. And um, that's, that's kind of the role that I see for that. And so I'm, I'm very comfortable with that position, you know, having that, that other guy that isn't, isn't coming in really highly, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, You know, everybody's going to be looking at nice. Everybody's going to be looking at Evan Stewart. Yeah. And maybe everybody will look at Yule Keith when he hits the the, uh, field, but, but I think those three guys, Chase Lane, Jalen Preston, and Moose Muhammad, are all three going to be those guys that they're going to make a play when the play needs to be made. Yeah. And they're probably going to be open more times than not because uh, the early defenses are going to be focused on some of these other threats that we've got. Yeah. Well, you know, and like I'm thinking about it now, and you go back to that Florida game, like like, like obviously in that Florida game, Chapman gets hurt and, and misses the rest of that season. Um, but in that game, you still had – you know, you had Chapman for pretty much the whole game, as well as Anias in the slot. And then Chase was kind of your your number three receiver. Um, and he had a, it was probably his best game. I, I know he scored a touchdown. He had the big third down conversion. No, um, I think it, I think it was Mississippi State was his best game. Yeah, he had a big play in that Last year or last year, but there was, there was, uh, when we played Mississippi State, it was as if all of our whole team was just off. Like yeah. nobody could get anything going, but Chase was the one and only guy that was out there <laughs> really doing it, which which is kind of funny because we had a similar situation at, at Mississippi State when we wore the the silver uh, wideouts. Oh um, man! And and every player was just terrible that game, except for Speedy Noel. Speedy Noel just took the <laughs> entire team on his back, and that was like one of his breakout games. And then it, just, yeah. you know, whatever. But. Um, Chase had a phenomenal game, and yeah. I, I remember him being the only one that walked away from that game. Like, well, at least Chase had a good game. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think like, like like the point I'm making is like you don't really need him. Like he, he's he's not going to be your number one receiver this year. You know, like sure. Like uh, I think a nice and Evan are probably going to get more looks, and whoever you know starts at tight end. But um, he's a pretty damn good number three receiver. Like like absolutely. If, if if guys like Evan and Anias and A Chain and the tight ends are are going to draw, you know, quite a bit of attention, um, Chase is going to get open, you know, yeah. and he's going to like be, you know, I feel like we've 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 we referred to several guys as safety blankets, but you know, like that's what's what's fun about the potential of this offense. Like if 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 these guys can all you know hit their stride this year and put mm-hmm. stress on the defense, like you know, you may have a game where where Chase Lane catches nine balls for 150 yards, you know, and yeah. two touchdowns. Well, and, and you, you just made a comment about the safety blanket deal. Um, I think a large reason why we are referring to so many of these guys as safety blanket is because it's drops that's plagued us, especially right. last year. There were so many drops that were like, we're, we were yearning for that <laughs> safety blanket. And, um, you know, if your safety blanket is Anaya Smith, Chase Lane, Moose Muhammad, Jalen Preston, I'm comfortable with all those. Yeah. I'm comfortable with Devin Price from what I've heard. Um, yeah. you know, and, and then then you've got your threats of Evan Stewart and Yule Keith Brown and and Devon A. Chain. Like that just opens you up for more and more success. And that's yeah. not even touching on tight ends, you know. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. And with football season right around the corner, preseason win totals and Heisman odds are available to bet on right now. And best of all, 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I, I do want to talk about Moose uh, about Moose Muhammad specifically here for a minute. Um, yeah. You know, like he's he's one that fans have really clamored for and finally got a shot late in the year. Um, had a great game against LSU. Uh, and obviously, like he, he played he played well against uh, against Prairie View as well when he got the chance. Um, I think I think he has the best hands on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to that uh, that that open practice last fall, and you know I hadn't really seen him much before, but like he caught my eye a couple times with, with some of the grabs that he made, and um, you know like he's like he he can be that that reliable guy that that catches everything that gets close to him. You know, like he had the the crazy one handed grab against uh, New Mexico, I think, last year that that, that made Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if he's your third guy, you know, like like I think. I think the the point that we're trying to make here is uh, it's going to be a, a battle, you know. Like these yeah. guys are going to be competing all through fall camp to to to, to uh, get on the field and get playing time, and and whoever prevails is, is going to be a pretty good player. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and Moose is, I would say probably if if like I'm the person I'm most excited to really just see all season is Moose. Um, because I, I've just been a fan of him since he was a recruit. And when he and Damon were like one of our early recruits yeah. uh, or early commits in that class, I remember I used to watch their Instagram lives, you know, and, and he would he would always be on there like training for something. And, of course, his dad has, was in the NFL and stuff. And and so you could just tell his demeanor was was locked on, you know, and mm. he, was, he was really focused on – being successful in the game and so um you know some of those guys that are big time recruits that you don't see hit the field for two years you start to wonder like are they not doing what they need to do he's one that i think i've always been confident him and devin price in this that regard i've always been confident they're doing what they need to do to become a better player to where when they hit their sophomore junior senior years they're better and better and better every year and um I think he he becomes an impact player for us this year. I think yeah. he's going to be somebody who, um, again, Mister Mister Reliable. He's 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 who I have the most confidence in being Mister Reliable uh, yeah. of everybody. Yeah. Let's talk about about Yul Keith real quick. Um, South Florida kid. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, oh yeah. You know, he's uh you know, he, he might be the heir apparent to take over for Anias next year. I think he'll get on the field this year some too, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's definitely a, a slot type. Um, you, you could also put him in the backfield and, and give him some carries as well. Um, but just, uh, you know, he's just a, he's just a good weapon to have, you know, like, um, and, and he's also one that, that can get deep. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's probably, you know, five, nine or five ten, but, um, he has great speed and, and great ability to, to, uh, you know, I, th- I think I think he, he can get vertical, um, you know. Like like some people, I've seen the the comment that he doesn't have a the best catch radius because he's a shorter guy. But um, I think I would say that about Anias. You know, I think Anias is really built more like a running back, um, but he's got good hands. But you look at Yul Keith, like he's he's got pretty long limbs. You know, he's got a pretty good catch radius for somebody who's only five nine. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just a, a a matter of like like how to like. When you have an IS who's played so much and you have a guy like Evan Stewart and, you know, all those guys we just talked about for that third spot, like, like how can you get Yulke on the field more? Um, I guess like, you know, if, uh, if you are, are, you know, if an IS has a heavy workload, one drive, maybe you give him a break, you know, and, mm-hmm. and put, and put Yulke then, um, who's going to be fresh. And, uh, yeah. you know, he, he could be your punt returner. Um, I think they'll probably stick with an IS, but, um, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him back there. Yeah, me neither. Um, he's he's that guy. I know. Once upon a time, I, I made a notation on my phone, and I was I was marking all these guys. These like these guys that Jimbo uses as an in betweener um, that he can play at both um, 
running backs and and wide receivers. He's done mm-hmm. it with a number of guys here at A and M, and um, he had done it with a number of guys at Florida State. Um, and you may be able to call some of the Florida State players better than I could, but um, but Anaya Smith, Devon A. Chain, even uh, Travion Williams, uh, but now Yule Keith Brown. They fit this mold of these kind of like smaller five nine five ten guys that are somewhere in the range of 175 to 190, kind of just these quick, shifty guys. And when you hear Jimbo talk about them, every single one of them he's talking about, well, you know, they they could really kind of play both. Amari Daniels is also this. We'll talk in the running backs because that's really what he is. But um, Jimbo has a type, and he's that type, and he fits that type, but he's going to excel at that as well. Um, It was very apparent to me how good he really is based on how many targets he got whenever he was on the field last year. Yeah. If you if you looked at – I bet if you looked at the percentage of time that he spent on the field versus the percentage of targets he was, and you compared that to everybody else, <laughs> I bet he was number one on the team because it, yeah. it was almost as if they shifted the entire offense. And, and again, it was like second second team you know, out there. But they would shift the entire offense – to get him the ball is very clear. That's what they were trying to do. There were several like bad passes that didn't get to him or missed blocks that, you know, left him right there, just covered up. And, and still you could tell it was just a one read situation where we're going to make this one read over to Yule Keith. If it's not there, just throw it a little bit over his head and you're done. And, and that, that says something to me that shows me whenever there was other guys like Moose Muhammad and, and some Devin Price, that are on the field and he's getting every single target, they want to get him the ball. They're not going to want to get somebody the ball that isn't just an absolute stud and, yeah. and a game-changing player. And I I think you see him really, really break out and maybe even eclipse uh, Anias in, in some regard in terms of production this year. Um, yeah. And, not again, nothing against Anias. I think he's going to do great for us, but – we need the next guy up there and yeah. and that's what Yule Keith is is you know he's in the he's in the batter's box he's getting he's getting or not the batter's box but the the uh, the on deck circle the on deck circle he's he's waiting there to to replace Anias and so i know for sure that they're going to do what you mentioned where they're going to kind of swap him out because they're going to want him to get as much playing time in that position whenever Anias is in here next year yeah and also you know i think um I think aside from Evan, I think Yule Keith might be the best the best guy after the catch. Um in terms of if, 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 like like taking a, a a quick pass and 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 getting some more yards off of that. He, in in the spring game he did that um and scored a touchdown on our uh our second team defense, I think. I think but, I think he might even push to to maybe be the best at that. He might um, be. He might be. From just from my expectation and what I've seen of him, that's what I kind of think. But yeah. um, if Evan's better than that, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm yeah, all about yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, it's 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 tough, you know, to like to say like how much they're going to play it if they're not starting. But I, I think I think Jimbo, uh, I think he's a fan of Yul Keith, like you said. You know, when he's on the field, he's getting the ball. Um, I think he figures out a way to get him on the field more. You know, in 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 non garbage time this game, like in, in non garbage time this season, you know, against. Uh, in big games against against good teams. Oh no, no doubt about it. We didn't need him last year, so we yeah. need. But what we did need him to have was experience. So that's why every time it was some garbage time, who's going out there? Yul Keith. Who are we throwing it to? Yul Keith. Every yeah. single time, because <laughs> and that just shows me that they're going to really target him this year, and that that they were trying to get him ready to go for um this this season in which he's going to really have his breakout. You know. Yeah. Um, I think I think Terry brings up an interesting name in the chat. Um, uh, he, he mentions Hez Jones, which mm-hmm. uh, so after Chapman went down, um, I think Hez kind of stepped up and, and started the rest of the year at, at wideout. Um, missed all of last season. I, I think it was a I don't know if it was an ACL or what it was. It was some kind of leg injury, and I, he didn't play at all last season. Um, but he's still on the team. I do know that uh, he did not go through spring ball. Um, so I don't really know. He's kind of an unknown, you know, like we don't really know what mm-hmm. to expect, uh, from, from him this fall. He was unknown last year too. Um, uh, you know, we, we thought he would fit the, 
bill of like a Chase Lane or Jalen Preston, but then, like you said, he got injured and and he wasn't out there. Um, so I I don't know if he. There's been a lot of times where he goes out there and he's really, really good, uh, you know, or really, really dependable. But I, he is an unknown for me. He's one that yeah. I, I just don't know what to expect. Are we going to utilize him uh, uh, more this year than we expect, or is he one that um, we don't hardly see and we see him end up transferring or, or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'd be comfortable with him out on the field and, and some of the things that he's shown. And that's that's, I think – the point before we get into the younger guys that we haven't mentioned um, is I think just when you look at, at the guys we've talked about, Hez Jones, Jalen Preston, and I Smith and Chase Lane, these are these are your your um, older guys that are leading the younger guys. Right. When when you take it back even two years ago, um, the older guys and the younger guys are learning the system alongside each other. There wasn't somebody to say, hey, here's how the system works. There wasn't that leadership from the upperclassmen um, that we now do have from these guys. Um, so whether or not they're they're game breakers and just absolute um, Heisman Trophy caliber receivers doesn't matter. They, they, they're going to be able to guide these guys that that are likely going to end up long term as as better players um like Evan Stewart and Yule Keith and even Moose, you know. So that's that's what one thing that and um, we haven't really mentioned too much of that, that I think is a real big benefit um from them because they all have that their piece of the pie, their piece yeah. of the puzzle that maybe they haven't had the production, but part of that, I mean a lot of people would argue that that's more quarterback's fault than it is wide receiver's fault. And and that I could hear that argument. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm just glad that we have that leadership. And then, of course, having the talent behind them, they're going to cultivate these guys that are super talented, but the super talented guys are always also going to push them to be better. And right. and that's that's what you want on a team. Uh, and we just hadn't been there yet because it hadn't been Jimbo's system long enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Um, it's, it's definitely good to have those experienced guys, you know, like still hanging around. Um, you know, I think it's, I think has Jones, I think it's his sixth season. I think he's, uh, I think him and Miles Jones are the same age, which they, I was going to say, he's like the forever. offensive version of Miles Jones. And, exactly. And I'm just not really sure what to expect. Jones brothers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess let's wrap it up. Let's, let's, uh, let's finish it off with, uh, with two, uh, super talented, uh, true freshmen. Um, I think I got to start with, you know, maybe, one of my favorite recruits in, in, in an all, you know, in an, uh, a star studded recruiting class, uh, this cat was one of my favorite kids uh, in the entire class. And that's Chris Marshall. Um, six foot three, 200 and some odd pounds at a fort at a Fort Bend Marshall. Um, mm-hmm. He's only played football for two seasons um, and he's just insane. <laughs> I yeah. think uh, his, uh, his high school team, blew out almost everyone they played last year. So he had like, it was something crazy, like 20 catches and like 13 touchdowns or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. You know, like I think he probably wish he could have played more because <laughs> he only had 20 yeah. catches, but um, you know, even for a guy that's, that's in a, that's as new to football as he is uh, and to watch him in that all-star game, just kind of dominate. Um, it's, it's exciting, but like, yeah. since he is so new, you, you, you know, I, for me, it's you know how soon can that translate to college ball? Like it's a it's mm-hmm. a big step up in competition, but um, it, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him to to see him break out right away. Well, as an Aggie, you cannot watch him and not immediately think of um, Mike Evans. It, it's yeah. just impossible. Their stories are almost identical. You know, they come from generally speaking the same area of Texas. Um, they're about the same size. They play very similarly to each other. Um, so if if you if he can become the Mike Evans for either Haynes King or, or Connor Wigman and and then be the Johnny Manziel Mike Evans combo, I mean, we're gonna have that paired with all these other guys that we've already talked about. That's yeah. that's just an incredible threat to have. Um, I doubt that he's one that is game one ready um i just do not expect him to be uh but i could be dead wrong on that and he could surprise us 
I do expect him to see a little bit of playing time this year. Yeah. Um, and, and he may be one that, that by the end of the season, he's, he's playing a lot more consistently. Yeah. Um, but, but just, I mean, it, it says a lot about a guy that has played football for two years and then ended up a five star. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be curious to know how much that actually happens. Um, that's it, just, that's how incredibly athletic and talented he is. Um, and, and he's, you know, he comes from the same place as Devon A. Chain. Um, so he's, he's got some, he's got some ability to learn and, and who would you want him to learn from? I'm sure they're close. I'm sure they're friends. And, yeah. you know, Devon A. Chain was like the, like, he's probably the smartest one on the team in terms of knowing, you know, overall football and scheme and all of that. Uh, he and Anias both would, would, would challenge each other for that. And, um, and so I'm, that gives me a lot of confidence that he, he will have a successful career here and he's not going to be a five-star that ends up, you know, that we don't ever see him until his junior, senior year. Um, yeah. But, and like, as far as his film goes, you know, um, like for someone who is so new to football, like he he's an effortless catcher of the football. Like mm-hmm. like he's making uh, insane grabs that you that you'd see from someone in the NFL. Um, you know, as a as someone who's ju- who's just now starting the sport, like he's not just right. catching wide open. He's not catching perfect wide open passes. Like he's, he didn't have you know some uh, super accurate quarterback. Like he's having to you know adjust to the ball in the air and like you know. Uh, uh, and, and, and catch it, you know, with, with, with just one foot in bounds and, and, and mm-hmm. reach out and, and grab and stuff like that. Like um, he's got crazy ball skills. And, you know, in terms of like what he brings, you know, he, he's a bigger receiver. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's six, three plus. Um, I think on the roster right now, you've got you've got Devin Price and Kenyon Jackson is anybody that's that tall. Yeah. Um, but he's got speed like he can he can really run for someone that's that tall. And that's, that's a scary combination. Like if, if, yeah, you're, if you have, you know, someone like Anias, who's, you know, who's, who's quick as a cat, uh, someone like Evan who can stretch the field and someone like Chris, who's six, three and can stretch the field. Um, and they've all got great hands, you know, like it's, if, if he's ready to play this year, you know, even if it's later in the year, um, he, it, it wouldn't shock me to see him push for a spot. Well, it wouldn't, and and you missed one, which is the next one that we would talk about is in oh, it's Noah Thomas. You know, he's six five, one eighty. Like he, yeah, he's going to be a guy <laughs> that's going to be able to stretch the field, and and so he's uh, both of these guys that that presents you know the the problems that we've had in the past of we get one big high quality guy, and if he doesn't pan out, then okay, we're back to square one, and. Well, we got three of them in this class. One of them, yeah. that I'm assuming, is going to start uh, day one, but we got two more that may very well start mid-year and and um, definitely alleviate that that stressor of maybe we put Jalen and Preston, Jalen Preston there for a bit. Devin Price, I think, will play that position as is that tall receiver. But once these guys come into their own, um, I, I think you you see them on the field just about every play, one or the other. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, you know, it's it's easy for me to make the comparison to, to NFL players, but it's kind of like having Mike Evans and Josh Reynolds on the same team, you yeah. know. And granted, they're both incoming freshmen at the same time, and they're both learning it. And so, so they're not going to come out day one and look that polished. But I think of by the end of their careers here, it's going to be like having Mike Evans and Josh Reynolds on the same team, you know? So yeah. um, that's a really cool proposition to, to have in our back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Noah. Um, mm-hmm. He's another guy who I think he played corner uh, like his, his sophomore year and part of his junior year. And they're like, Hey, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to put you at receiver. Yeah. Um, and once he figured it out, like he was, he was unstoppable, you know, at, at the six A level. Was he a track um, guy mainly too? He was. He did yeah. do track. Yeah, I think he, uh, he he may have won state in the four hundred. He ran some some crazy time, but um, it, it feels <laughs> it feels greedy to uh, to to like uh, like like for a guy like Noah. So I think. I think he was underrated by the services. And you're like, like, how can you talk about ratings? Like you, we signed so many five stars and blah, blah, blah. And, and we did, you know, we signed several top 100 players, but you know, I think Noah, 
belongs in that conversation, you know, and he was, you know, he's probably one of the, the uh, lower rated guys in the class and he's just as good as the rest of them. Yeah. The, he's, he's one of the lowest rated guys in the class yet. If he was in any other class of Jimbo's, he probably would have been the highest rated receiver. Yeah. You know, that, sure. that's, that's just <laughs> in and of itself is wild. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like you said, like, you know, he's, he's six, five, one eighty, Um, and he's not just like, you know, I think people probably hear that like, oh, like he's a, he's a jump ball guy, like a, like a Caleb Chapman, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe he can get down the field and, and catch some contested balls. Um, but he's, he's not just that, like, like he, he moves very well laterally for someone who's six, six, like most people who are that tall <laughs> don't move like he does. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. Um, it's, you know, that's, it, it, it truly is a home run class of, of receivers and, and we needed it in the worst way, but, oh, big time. um, and, and these coaches now have the, the, the luxury of, you know, having all these options and getting the best ones on the field. And, right. you know, I think, I think, I think we're all excited to see that. And then by having a nice and just to bring it all full circle, if, if we end up being really cush, if, if Devon, Devon, chain, Mari Daniels, LJ Johnson, Landon Moss, like if they end up being just a, 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 a really prominent running back room, well then we wouldn't really need Anias to, to fill in there. Um, but I think you'll see the opposite. The opposite is more likely, and it, it, I say this every season. There's always that that one position that I'm like super confident in going into the season that ends up kind of having some question marks midway through the season, and then there's the one position that is really high in question marks going into the season. But by the end of the season, it's our strength. Yeah. I think this year you're going to see that with running backs and wide receivers. Running backs, I feel super confident in going into the season, but we do have youth at that position. We lost our our workhorse in Isaiah Spiller, and we're we're expecting Devon to step up. But we have Anias in the event that the receivers really come on into their own, and that we have the strength and depth there. We can always move Anias to either one, um, and and same with Yule Keith for that matter. Um, so we can have Yul Keith fill in over there if Anais is still on the field, you know. So um, yeah. that's that's what I understand. I understand Jimbo's sentiment there about having guys that, as he says, is multiple. You know, yeah. but really guys that are diverse that that have the diversity where they could they could switch out between one and the two. And yeah. um, he's got really three of them on the team, maybe four if you count Amari Daniels that can do that. And and that's that's really hard to game plan for, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, but when you, when you pair that with the talent that we have at receiver, if we can turn that talent into production, then that, that just becomes such a dynamic threat from having three or four guys on the team that can switch between receiver and running back at any time. Yeah. I, I mean, that will be, will be insanely good, you know, yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah. Um, I expectations for the year. Uh, I I'll, I'll kind of bring that up, and we can mention it, and and um, kind of leave it on this note. My expectations uh, for for this class. I expect them to to turn that corner this year. I really expect us to end the year with the wide receivers no longer being a question mark. They've been a question mark for too long. So the expectations for me are high on, hey, y'all need to get something done with these receivers. Otherwise, I'm I'm going to start to really kind of question game planning and, and coaching and all of that for that position. Yeah. Um, but what I what I expect to kind of – or what I think I'm we're going to end up seeing is this the year that our receivers are so talented that – that they take us to the championship and and that we're world beaters. I don't think so. I think we have the talent to become that. And so maybe if we win our early games by the end of the season, we're in, we're in that form to where they are. Um, in which case I'm not, I'm not writing this season off as not being the season that we could do that. But I think the talents there to where at the very least, we're going to see these guys come into their own this year and, that's all everybody's going to talk about next year going into the season is how much returning production we have at the receiver position. Yeah. I mean, you could see, you could see all three of those freshmen as starters next year. Like maybe they're like, Hey, yeah. with, with the nice gum, we, we might want Evan in the slot and, yeah. and Chris and Noah out wide. 
Um, that's a frightening uh, trio right there. Oh <laughs> if yeah. You're, if you're if you're opponents of A and M, and you're but, not even talking about Yule Keith and Moose. Yeah, or exactly. Price. I mean, like it, there there's a uh, or whoever they sign this year. Yeah, it, it can become a scary room in a hurry, yeah. um, and I think it will by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, whether that translates to us being in the championship conversation this year, I don't know. Um, I'm not fully putting that on them, but I think by next year the expectations will be really, really high because I think I think by the end of the year we're going to see them meld so well together that uh, we're going to have the best receiving room in the country or one of them. Yeah. And it is so important, you know, like if uh, like this is kind of the missing piece, that explosive passing game. And if, if it does hit, I think you I think you, you are talking about a and being uh, in the uh, in the championship picture. Yeah. Um, I had one more note, but I think I forgot it. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Hey, when that happens, happens all the time. But yeah, that's OK. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's. You know, there's there's so much potential. Oh, this is what I was going to say is, um, you know, at media days and pretty much every time you hear you hear Jimbo speak, um, he's he's telling he's telling everybody he's like, hey, we are going to throw the ball down the field this year. We are going to have a vertical passing game, um, and if whoever starts the season at receiver isn't getting it done, he's going to find someone that can get it done <laughs> because because yeah. we have the depth now. So, yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's he's determined to do that. And with as good as we think this running game is going to be, um, it should make it, you know, all the more uh, likely that the, that the passing game takes off. But we'll, we'll tackle that next week. Or not, not next week. We'll tackle that on Wednesday. So <laughs> uh, if uh, we appreciate you tuning in, uh, if you've been here live, uh, Terry, Chrissy, Gary, uh, Brittany, Hayden, Emily, um, we appreciate you watching. I appreciate yeah. the comments. Um and tune in Wednesday night to talk about running backs. Yeah, well, it'll probably be eight nine o'clock. So uh, look for <laughs> us. We'd we'd love to join you. We'll, when we have a clearer picture as to what time, we'll make sure and yeah. post it because we would love to have y'all on with us again. So thanks again, and we'll see you Wednesday. All right, bye y'all.